Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the I Know This Much Is True After Show, Episode 2. Still sad, but a little bit of hope at the end of this tunnel. Thanks to Rosie O'Donnell. Who knew? Um, Lots to get into. I am with my awesome co-host, Alyssa Dickert. Alyssa, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, I was excited about this episode just because you definitely learn a little bit more about the character. So I'm excited to get right into it. Awesome. So we have... We learned we have the trip to the Statue of Liberty as one of our subjects. We have then the meeting of the social worker, a.k.a. Rosie O'Donnell. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we have the meeting of the psychiatrist, Dr. Patel. All these are kind of the the, the three big plot points for me, but also that I think places that we can really get into uh, and and jump off. So let's start with the uh, overall thoughts in the episode. What were they for you, Alyssa? I I enjoyed this one. Uh, last one was a little hard to watch. This one, I feel like you definitely, with the flashbacks, uh, you got a more of a sense about Dominic and his past, uh, as well as a little bit more of Thomas's. So overall, I, I really enjoyed the episode. What about you? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely, I felt, a, there was a, I had a relief in this episode in mm-hmm. that, okay, this is sad, but like I said, there's going to be there's going to be a light here, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like we started to get the glimmer of that uh, at the end of this episode, especially, uh, which we'll get into later on. But yeah, overall, I mean, it's I mean, what can you say? I mean, the acting in this is superb. Amazing, Mark Ruffalo yes. is he's really on another level in this show for me. Mm-hmm. That I'm, you know, I mean, I've always liked Mark, but this is really, I think, going to be his tour de force uh as an actor this point in his career i think he's doing such a great job i Um, definitely agree awesome all right so let's let's start from the uh the beginning so i mean what kid is not excited to go on a school (laughs) trip to the statue of liberty yeah well first of all it's a field trip (laughs) you're on a bus the whole deal you're not in school right uh except when you have a brother that kind of you know it's there's always a little bit of drama with, with this guy. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, he gets, <laughs> the poor kid, he locks himself in the bathroom on the bus. And <sighs> it's just not a good look. Alyssa, talk about this, this scene and this, this, these moments. Well, I think when Dominic said, you know, my brother ruins everything. This mm. was maybe one of the earliest times he remembers um, his brother making an impact where he kind of felt embarrassed and had to watch out for him as the big brother. So I think that's probably why they showed um, this scene. And, you know, you feel for both brothers because, I mean, I've been locked in a bathroom before, which is scary. And then, Mm. you know, you get really scared and you can't even open it. But for, 
you know, Dominic having to be out there. And it seemed like this is something that has happened before, by the way, you know, he's mm. going to stink up the bathroom, you know, it's something that he's had to deal with um, a lot. And as a young kid, it's just like, and then not even being able to go and see the Statue of Liberty, like on the ferry with everyone else, which that one, I was like, man, I thought the teacher was maybe going to stay behind, but I guess she had to be the chaperone. So <sighs> I felt, I felt, I felt horrible <laughs> for yeah. for them. No, it was, it was, it was a tough one. And, you know, especially, you know, you, you can, I think as an adult, you, you can forget sometimes how awful kids can be. And it just became one big, like, one big joke although i did like mm -hmm. there was that one kid that kind of hugged thomas when he was on his way up like it was like oh there's a there's some sensitive kid good job bro you know yeah. helping him out and then i I also thought it was kind of funny how you know dominic's like of course the know-it-all kid comes up and tells him what to do and i'm like i'm like dominic <laughs> like this kid has saved the trip like yeah. don't be mad at him because he's I like know. oh he doesn't know his left from his right i mean it's it's so funny. Like it's such a simple thought, but like, of course no one had it. Everybody's just banging and trying to open yeah. this thing. And it's funny because I was thinking about like, you know, cause I think airplane bathrooms are similar in that yep. like, you, is there a way to open it from the outside? You know? So you would think that there would be, but I don't know. I mean, and, and maybe it's gotten a while better ago. because people have gotten <laughs> locked in them yeah. too much. Maybe um, they've updated it since uh, back yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's just, you know, it's, but it's amazing how like a simple thing like a bathroom can be this terrifying experience, especially for a kid like Thomas, who's already super sensitive, you know, on his way to become the person that we see later, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's tough, but like you said, like, this is like, this is the beginning of this relationship where, you know, Thomas is the person that's causing the drama yeah. And, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead, but, you know, in that meeting with the, the psychiatrist, it kind of really starts to come out. But like I said, I'll, I'll save yeah. that for later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you said, so they don't get to go to the Statue of Liberty. They just get to look at it. And it's funny. I remember the trailer that was, oh, that's a nice scene. Shot. Yes. Me right? too. I was that's like, wow, that's a, that's a great shot. And then now that we know the behind the scenes, or now we know why that shot was taken. It's like, whew, well, you know, it seemed like Dominic really wanted to go see it. He was excited about it. And just the the voiceover that he did, you know, with it, he just seemed like super upset. Like, oh, Thomas again, blah, right. blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I just feel for both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So we'll move on a little down the road here. So it's funny, we like I alluded to last week, it's always hard for me when, when our timelines are two or three years as opposed mm -hmm. to 10 to 20, right? So when he wakes up and then there's a girl in his place, I'm like, wait, where are we at now? Yeah. Because we had not known about a girlfriend. Mm -mm. And then it's like, oh, he has a girlfriend named Joy, who apparently is anything but. <laughs> yes. Talk about that, uh, our, our initiation to Joy. You can already tell right off the bat with the encounter that their relationship uh, is a little rocky. Um, mm. She, you know, kind of says that one line about, um, I wish you would take care of me as much as you take care of your brother. So right then and there, you know that there, there are issues. And obviously just by our reaction, not even knowing he had a girlfriend, that kind of from the first episode where they showed a lot, that kind of shows kind of where the girlfriend stands on maybe mm. his level of, what he 
puts attention to. Um, but it seems like probably more so it seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, issues there. But um, and she seems a little not uh, really liking the way she's getting treated. But I feel like they both don't really treat each other that well from just that short that small encounter. But yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, you, you could tell that there's, you know, she's super jealous of the brother, obviously, of the attention that he gets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's this weird thing of when you are in this situation, you know, like he says, like, I have to do this. Like, this isn't an mm -hmm. option for me. He's my brother. It's family. I got to take care of family. But, you know, for her, it's like, I get it, but I'm supposed to be in a relationship with you as well. So uh, yeah. there's definitely a lot of resentment in this. And of course, we find later uh, that, you know, she has a friend that he doesn't like. And mm -hmm. it's just... It's a it's, recipe for disaster for me. Like I, I don't see this maintaining much longer. No. It seems like too, and just like you mentioned, the later scene that we'll talk about, just, you know, he's kind of projecting mm. everything that he's feeling inside onto her, you know, because what did she do? Nothing, you know, like yeah. I, it kind of just seems like some of the things he's dealing with, he's taking it out on her when she may have not done anything to deserve it, so... Yeah, well, and then that, that weird thing, too, of, like, Connie Chung wants to interview yeah. you. And it was so funny for me. I don't know no, if you're aware, but that was a blast from the past for me. Like, that, she used to, she was, like, you know, the news person for, like, a good 10 years. Uh, so that was, a, that was a big deal. Like, it wasn't, like, the local guy wants to interview you. Like, this is a national person. And, of course, he wants absolutely nothing to do with it. And I think to his credit, he's right. You know, mm -hmm. I think this is just going to be a circus uh, and he's not interested. He's, his life's already enough of a circus. He doesn't need more clowns entering, I guess. Because, I mean, in his eyes too, he's done everything and it's protected his brother the way, mm. the best he can. So what is putting his brother in the national spotlight going to do? He probably thinks, you know, this is going to give more attention. You know, my brother, how is he going to act during the, you know, like what's going to happen? I don't know. It just seems... He's just thinking in his hot eyes, like, how will this get messed up if it and it will be not only just like locally our little net, it'll be national. Right. Well, especially with the, the, the brother and all the, you know, the conspiracy theories, like, I mean, mm -hmm. nothing to feed your conspiracy theory, like being interviewed by Connie Chung. Right? <laughs> um, so. So, yeah, I it was it was just a funny, a funny name to hear for mm -hmm. me. Uh, it sounded familiar, but I didn't look it up. So. Now, if I bet, I, if I Google it, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you would definitely recognize the face, even you, even though you were probably, you know, I don't know, in grade <laughs> school, probably, if that. Uh, but for the old guy like me, that, that she was definitely a, a very prominent figure uh, in the news department as well. Um, awesome. So, so finally, so, so he checks his voicemail and he gets a voicemail from this advocate the social worker from the place where mm -hmm. he had unfortunately Thomas is at. And so he goes to meet her and lo and behold, it's Rosie O'Donnell. And I got to tell you, I love Rosie O'Donnell in this role. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way she, she embodies his character, but also just handles him Yeah, like that. Like, I don't like your tone, you know, like I'm, I'm here for you, bro. Like, don't come at me. I'm not the bad guy here. Um, but there's also this thing too. I feel like that that for um, for his character, uh, well, what's Dominic? I'm sorry. I think for Dominic, like he 
as soon as he enters a place like this, he gets in a mode, right? Mm -hmm. Like he puts on his like his attack mode and he's yep. like, I got to go. And she she kind of quickly disseminates that, right? And it's like, no, 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 no. I, or I'm sorry, dissipates that. And it's like, no, we're going to we're going to talk like human beings. And he even mentions like you're the first human being I met in this place. Yeah, uh, so yeah. so talk about talk about meeting uh, meeting Rosie. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. Her character definitely is, you know, she just keeps the same demeanor the whole time. And, you know, you can kind of tell, you can kind of see with this encounter too, how much of a, a temper and how defensive uh, Dominic gets because yeah. of how he's been treated in, in past times, you know, and this, in my eyes, because we haven't really seen the prior encounters except for, you know, the hospital encounter last episode but it does seem like she's trying to work with him and trying to help him um and help the brother um especially with setting up that um interview with dr patel but it uh i was happy to see her um i was wondering when she was gonna what role she was gonna play and when she was gonna pop in so i definitely think she she's definitely doing a great job and in, in that role yeah and it's interesting too you know, you were saying that, you know, Dominic gets very defensive quickly. And it's like, this guy flipped a table over. Like, <laughs> there's stuff going on. Like, you're not really understanding how sick he is, kind of. So, so we, we get to be a little bit of the beginnings uh, of that, of that, like you said, Dominic is not really understand. Like, he's so in defense mode that he's not really hearing anything. Maybe, yeah, like, you just saying that just made me think even more so that, it seems like he might not even, it seems like he's not accepting the fact that his brother has a mental disability. Like he knows that he, he is, but he's like, no, he's okay. He'll, he's better in this place. He, he thinks that he knows what's best for him because he's his brother, but maybe he's kind of being naive to the fact that, you know, he needs more help than you, than you think. And maybe that's just hard for him to accept. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like he got a, he got at, to a point at the last place where it's like, okay, I, I know what this is. I understand this. I'm okay with this. There's, there, there's some, you know, it's like the, the, the devil, you know, right. Mm -hmm. And now they're trying to change it up. And it seems like we're going, we're taking it up a notch and it's, it's not arbitrary, right? Like yeah. we slowly find out that this is because he, he needs this. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously I, I think there's, I think these kind of places, you know, I think there's two sides of every coin and story. And I think, you know, we've seen, you know, different movies and things of people just being medicated to numbness. Yeah. So obviously like you have to be an advocate for your, your family, but mm -hmm. I think there's also a thing of letting people do their job. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a reoccurring theme uh, mm -hmm. throughout this series. Um, so <laughs> So it's funny we had well, we didn't talk about it earlier, but there there was that moment with the girlfriend where he shows his injury. Oh yes, mm -hmm. and it's funny because I had to literally rewind. Like, did they show it? They talked about yeah. it. Like, I mean, not that I wanted. I was like, I just want to make sure I caught everything. Yeah, you know, to know what to talk about. But it's like, okay, no, they, we didn't see it. But then of course he goes and meets his. I'm trying to think what you would call him. It was like he was his brother-in-law-in-law or. It seemed like it's his brother-in-law, but through his wife's wife, yeah, either brother or sister. I guess his wife's sister, maybe or, or something, because he because they're both sons-in-laws, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, um, that was a little confusing for me too, but I think, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but they seem to be friends as well. Mm -hmm. And this is, of course, the guy that we saw uh, him making fun of for getting that commercial last episode. Yep. And we see he's a used car salesman, uh, <laughs> which uh, we could all relate to as I think is people in the industry just trying to just trying to get stuff going. Why we yep. trying to get stuff going. Uh, but of course, he tells him, you got to get pictures of this injury. Like this is a cash grab, bro. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was it was good for me just to, because it was kind of funny. And even yep. for 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 Dominic, I felt like this was a, a little bit of relief for him, like how ridiculous his friend is. Uh, talk a little bit about, about that scene. Yeah, that one was definitely, I was just thinking in my head, I was like, I don't know, is he really going to go through with this? He probably will. Like, will that even work? Like, what happened? So for me, it was like, it was, <laughs> it was definitely like a little bit of like a comic, uh, I guess comic relief. That character is the is funny um so it was nice to have that scene and um and to see that you know he was actually going to try to make some money off of potentially um what had happened with the guards that took his brother over yeah I, and i like he's like you have to take tasteful pictures of your mom yes i know you have to get a professional to take them. And I'm like, how do you even, like, who do you call to, right. to take pictures of that professionally? Right. Well, if by professional, you mean a Polaroid from the, the, the nurse at the doctor's office. Then, yeah. Okay. And of course, then they show the actual mm -hmm. injury. And I was yep. like, oh, I did not need not to want see to that. see that. Mm -mm. Uh, nope. But you know, it's HBO, oof. so they can get away with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, can, they can do that for you. Um. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, it was good. A little bit. I mean, as much, I think comic relief as we'll get in this show, it was, it was a welcome yeah. thing for me. Yeah. It definitely um, made me chuckle a little, but not to be outdone. Oh no, no. <laughs> this show does not have enough sadness. We have to drop in a whole other level now. I think I know what you're talking uh, about. So we go. So of course he's in the parking lot waiting to meet the, the psychiatrist and he kind of falls asleep and oh actually what, what, what triggers it is he sees a little girl going mm -hmm. into the dance studio right yep and then it's a flashback and i'm like oh what's going on we haven't mentioned this before so of course she's pregnant his ex-wife and of course now we learn what's happened yep. and man that as soon as he went into that room i my my, my stomach uh, dropped Alyssa. Yeah. Oh, I just got gonna, goosebumps. I literally just uh, got goosebumps. I just had my stomach drop because oh, it's just yeah. Talk anything, about it. Do it's it. just do it's it. just so hard because it's like come on, like can this guy get a break? You know, and oh, it was just so it was just so heartbreaking. Yeah, well, that moment I was like, they lost the baby. I was like, that's why they got divorced. That's yeah. that's why. And you know, and it's just so sad that. And then them going through the mon, you know, the the scenes of them not being able to work through it together, and not even really. I feel like they both were so numb to it that they didn't even really like tr try. I mean, they they went to that, um, you know, grief uh, counseling yeah, counseling thing, yeah. But other than that, just the fact that when he decided not to go on that trip with her, I was mm. like. Yeah, that's definitely the end of their relationship. And that was sad for me too, just because, you know, I feel like there are a lot of couples out there that have gone through something that horrible that have been able to stick together. But, but what were your thoughts when you saw when you saw that? Well, yeah, no, I mean, as soon as 
as soon as he went in there, I said, this can't be good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because babies are usually moving or you're hearing a something. And it was like dead silence. I'm like, that's not. And I know my first thought was SIDS. And it's that interesting thing of like, this was, mm-hmm. I feel like this, ha- this happened more in, in that time because we were less aware of it or because I feel like now, like you always hear, like, don't let them roll over, you know? Yeah. Like we got to make sure they don't roll in their stomach or I think it's the stomach. Yeah. Like, they can't be on their stomach too long. I believe is what the, where, how it all happens. Um, but, but yeah, of course it's just this horrible thing. And then, and then at the funeral, the way the brother, I mean, you really saw, that was the first uh, time we was really kind yeah. of see, you see Dominic um, like attack his brother. Right. And like, yep. this is not about you. You know, there is no conspiracy. You're just crazy. And the, I mean, uh, I was over there. I, I wanted to wring his neck as well. So I was, I, know. I was feeling that, but, but I thought it was also interesting that, you know, when they, when kind of the voiceover they're saying you know people kept saying you know just try just have another one you know as if we could just erase our daughter like a video cassette tape and start over again I thought that was so mm-hmm. such good writing yep. and so poignant because I feel like that's what happens a lot when someone loses a baby the first thing well you, you just got to get back like get back on the horse it's like like this isn't you know like I didn't lose a baseball game here like we lost a person yeah. and, um you know, we were just starting to find out who this person was. And I mean, so that's, it was, you know, and, and then of course he's against the whole, you know, people talking about having anniversaries for dead baby. Like it's a weird, I mean, I don't know how I would handle that, but it does seem like, it doesn't seem like something I would be too into of like having birthday parties for my dead child. I don't know. That just seems very macabre yeah. to me. I mean, he even says like, it's the dead babies club. Like, yeah it's uh, it was just it was just that part was very heartbreaking you know it's just it's hard to watch and I don't think that anyone would really know how to console another person unless they've gone through it um and so you know the the friend like you're saying the friend saying and family oh just try again just try again it's like the, the fear of ha- like he even mm. said I think that he was afraid like the fear of even having another child that that could potentially happen again seemed like that was like on the front of Dominic's mind yeah he had like zero interest right like he I think I mean they kind of alluded to he, he got a vasectomy yeah and like you said he didn't want to go on a trip with the dead baby money baby money you know and and she was like I we need to kind of move forward here and yeah. you could tell he was just not interested in um it's I, I can't even imagine, you know, I, I think I think something like that either breaks you apart or brings you really close together. And I, mm-hmm. unfortunately for them, it went the other way. So I don't think it was a bad thing that she went on the trip. And no, I would what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That money is your money regardless, you know, and if that could be the thing that rebuilds the marriage, then, mm-hmm. you know, that little baby of yours would have wanted that, you know, you were their sure. parents. So that's a good point. So yeah, so I don't think it was a bad thing. So I felt like Dominic should have gone on that. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I think it could have been a a beginning of a coming together, at least. But he just like the thought of being alone with her, trapped on a boat, was like he couldn't handle it. I know, which is crazy. It's it's interesting too because we get more into obviously we get more into Dominic as we get further Mm -hmm. into the show and he's he's i think he's so used to being in like uh mama bear mode for his brother that he doesn't really deal with himself Mm -mm. and you know he does he goes through the motions and then you know we we hear about like 
you know, this house painter that's got all these books, he's so smart, but yet he's a house painter because mm-hmm. he kind of gave up it. I think maybe after the daughter or, you know, uh, it's just, yeah. it's just interesting to me, like the, the, the way they're subtly kind of showing two people, even though we're focusing primarily on one. Yeah. And that he also has a lot of, you know, baggage that he needs to, to settle through. And he's kind of playing the victim. I feel like he's playing the victim uh, mm. a little bit and not really taking ownership of like, yeah, I got dealt a bad card, but what can I do? I can either be sad about it and be like, woe is me or take that energy and put it into, you know, bettering himself, which might have better his life all around him. Well, that is a great way to transition into (laughs) Dr. Patel, the psychiatrist. So we finally get to meet her. Mm -hmm. And I just got to say, first of all, there is this, this amazing calming presence about her, about this actress. Um, Her name, oh, if my computer would stop fighting me. (laughs) Technology. Uh, Oh, technology is so good when it works. Uh, Archie Punjabi is her name. Um, And I just, I've seen her in other things. Uh, I really like her, but in this role specifically, like she, she just like instantly, I was like, I want you to be my psychiatrist. Like, yeah, right. Like she had this great, this great presence. And then, and then I just, totally threw me for a loop with the way she was like, well, uh, I have it right here. If you want to listen, talk about that. I almost started as they're playing the tape. I almost started crying. I was like, Mm. this is very, very sad. And, you know, I didn't know what to believe if, you know, who was telling the truth, to be Mm. honest. Mm. I didn't, I didn't know who, I mean, it was horrific. The stuff that Thomas was saying on that tape is I couldn't imagine. I, I, it's just something that I think that's why I felt so sad and felt, you know, I'm like, what if this was real, you know, but the fact that Dominic was getting so defensive about it, like, obviously, he said there was some truth to the stuff that was heard on the tape. But I don't know, it, it was very, it was, that was, that was very hard for me. And it, yeah, like I said, it made me really think, how was there more of it that might be true that, you know, Dominic has just is it suppressed? Suppressed? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I thought it was very interesting that, you know, because of course he goes right on the defensive with her again, like, what's going on? What are we doing? And she's just like, uh, I actually thought we had a nice meeting once, once he calmed down. Mm-hmm. And for them, to hit, then we actually hear it. Like you said, it was like, oh my God, what is true? Yeah. Like, and, and like, was there, is there a version of this that's true? And that Dominic was like, just not there. Right. Because he even says like, you know, I, yeah, I didn't get beat as much. Cause I learned how to play defense. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't play defense. He just kept, you know, pushing Ray's buttons. So, you know, my mind then goes, well, was he pushing them when you weren't there too? Now? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it got as gruesome as he was saying. Yeah. Um, but I think it definitely wasn't great. And, uh, uh, and I also think it's amazing how the, the psychiatrist this whole time, it's not even, even though she's Thomas's doctor, this whole session was about Dominic. Yep. Yeah. And I did not see that coming. Um, uh, and then of course she's just saying, well, what, you know, you seem to be really upset about that. And what does that make you feel? And I think we saw his frustration with really literally like, 
in the room, like a fly on the wall of his, of his therapy and really seeing how bad he is, mm-hmm. you know, and I, that's when he's, he, he confesses. He's like, you know, I, my brother's been an anchor around my neck my yep. whole life. Uh, I wrote that down. I like wrote that yeah. down. Yeah. That yeah. Was... Talk about that. Talk about that. No, that was, uh, that was pretty heavy for me. I was like, oh, wow. You know, that's, but it, that's in his eyes. That's, that's what, that's what he sees. And, you know, and just thinking about, you know, going back to the tapes too, just him saying that, you know, his, like, I knew how to play defense. Like, I feel like Dominic has potentially like regret and feels bad that his brother on top of his mental disability had to go through all of that as a child, you know, because he was born with it, but that probably didn't help, um, you know, with the way that the stepdad treated Thomas, it probably didn't add anything to his disability, but, but yeah, that was, like I said, it, it made me tear up. It was, it was a pretty heartbreaking, another heartbreaking uh, scene for me to watch. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something too, to, you know, when he says that I knew how to play defense that like, there was a way to avoid a lot of this. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think that for, I'm sure he thought of that a lot of times, Mm -hmm. you know, like if this guy would just listen to me and just shut up or, you know, just curb it a little bit, your life's going to be a lot better. But like, of course it's a sickness. It's, it's, it it is who he is. And it's, he's not like, he's not, he doesn't have filters. He can't control it. Like, like most people can. So, you know, there's consequences to that. And I think there's a resentment from Dominic that he's not even aware of on how many times he had to bail him out or be there or change things mm-hmm. because of that, you know, and he, he says like, Thomas is my curse. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's ever said that out loud before until this, until this doctor uh, got kind of gets it out of him. Yeah. You can definitely see through this episode even more so how like the first one, it was like, Oh, he's always there for his brother. And this one, it was like, well, he's there for his brother, but he has a lot of animosity towards it and feels like it's holding back his life and him being who he wants to be. Well, I think in a way it's, it's almost become his identity of this kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, caretaker, this mama bear that has to always be on, on the aggressive and defending his brother. Uh, And he doesn't, you know, necessarily get his own life, you know? And I think especially after losing the baby, and then his wife mm-hmm. is like, well, what's the point? Like, I'll just, I'll just focus my energy on this guy and I'll paint houses because it's mindless and I could just, I don't have to think about anything. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah, that's a good, that's definitely, that's a good point. Well, we then, we end this meeting with this, this psychiatrist, I just love this psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she says, I learned that there are two lost young men in the woods today. Um, so it's, again, it's like, she's, really both of their doctor and i think you know at the end dominic kind of realizes that you know i've been suppressing a lot of stuff here yeah um and maybe i can get some of this help somebody something something i can get something out of this too um now at the same time it ain't gonna be easy for the doctor because you know she's got a lot of baggage to get through a lot of walls yeah a lot step away at you know but uh but I, I, I'm excited to see where this goes and, and, you know, really kind of to get to some more of the truth of, of yeah. his family and, 
you know, this father. And I don't know if you saw in our uh, our comments from last week, but someone alluded to uh, the grandfather being the father. I was going to. So when they had mentioned that, I was thinking the same thing. Mm. I was thinking the same thing, too, because. It, well, I don't know if they want to make you think that, though, because it's like, well, why? And the year that the grandfather died was when she became pregnant with the twins. It's uh, yeah, it seems interesting. And I I wouldn't be surprised if that were that were the case as well. Yeah, well, there's also a thing of, well, I I think it's a very definite possibility, but there's also a thing of, like, we're getting Dominic's perspective and also the information Mm. he was given. True. You know, so I don't know if the timelines are absolutely correct. Um, And I think that, you know, I know that's like, we're getting a little bit prediction lab, but that's fine because we're kind of coming up on that anyway. Um, Real quick, do you have a special segment? Yes, I do. do. Okay, awesome. Uh, Let's do that then. Let's let's do that. Okay. Um, If we have time, I also found something for news as well. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So for the special segment, I wanted to, since Mark Ruffalo plays both Dominic and Thomas, Mm. I thought maybe seeing other actors and actresses um, that play themselves play both roles oh, as yeah. twins would be uh, a good special segment. So this is kind of shifting gears to make it a little more like lighthearted. We're talking about uh, Lisa Kudrow from Friends who played oh, Phoebe. Right. So um, Ursula for all the Friends fans out there was um, in a few episodes as Phoebe's twin sister. Yes, but what I right. thought was really interesting was that Ursula actually existed before uh, Phoebe's character uh oh. she, it, she was in mad about you and that was according to comedy central where i found that oh, wow. but for a time uh lisa um was on both mad about you and friends and since they're both on nbc they're back to back so the network decided to bring ursula onto friends as a twin sister so viewers wouldn't be confused which oh, i thought was interesting wow very that's yeah. a great great pull there well done yeah. i love so, that yeah, I thought that that was a uh, pretty, pretty, pretty interesting, yeah, fun fact. Um, but yeah, so that's the special segment for today. And so, so you're not including uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, then? You're not. Including <laughs> <her>? <laughs> we could talk about them uh, another another episode, but yeah, th- that is the same thing too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of uh a lot of them which i was okay. looking at a list and there was like a ton of them oh nice oh good well i look yeah. forward to hearing more about them then but i um, figured well, we'd uh, do one today and then yeah that's great that's the one next week and then uh, uh you said you had an, an article for us as well yeah um so this a majority of the the show was filmed um in hudson valley new york mm. and so we saw like we were talking about the car dealership so that car dealership was in Ellenville, and this was according to a local newspaper out there. Um, it was the 613th Automotive Group, and they interviewed one of the co-owners, and apparently he was so excited that HBO had come out and they wanted to film at this location. This was back in October 2018 when they actually filmed it, mm. but it turns out um, in May of 2019, so it's been a year, the unfortunately the car dealership went up like there was a fire that was started and a year later 
a year later, it's still um, under investigation and they don't know what had caused the fire. And they had a few other um, car dealerships um, in the area, but you know, they were super excited, you know, for this to roll out and for something so tragic to happen. And they're still oh, trying to, you know, yeah, find out what happened even a year later. I thought that that oh. was kind of interesting because I had, I had no idea, you know, and we see locations all the time and you don't really know exactly where it is, but right. You know, this was like their place and sad that, you know, that happened, but it lives on in the show, I guess. Yeah, no, that's good. But uh, it's kind of a strange irony that, like the show, it just keeps putting bad news on them. Right? Oh, hopefully it wasn't the curse of the show. Yes, I hope oh. not. The curse of Thomas. Uh, okay, oh, so that's amazing. Thank you for that. Uh, so let's get into some predictions. Since we're winding <laughs> down now. What are your predictions, Alyssa? Now, predictions. Um, predictions. Uh, next episode, I think that we're going to hear more about, um, the document that, mm. uh, the grandfather wrote. Um, okay. I also am really hoping for more flashbacks, more of Dr. Patel and Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I mean, we kind of already talked about it, but I, I'm going to just put it out there. I, I would agree with our, our, uh, our, our viewer that that the grandfather is the father uh i just feel like we're just definitely leaning in that direction yeah. with Jump all the secrecy one. yeah and all the stuff going on um and i think maybe to, to, to your prediction it might get revealed in some way through this document um so that's that's my one and and i'm hoping i'm hoping we get because of the document i'm hoping we get a little bit more juliette lewis as well <laughs> Because no one can do crazy, uh, lovable crazy like <laughs> Juliette Lewis. So I, I was a little bit bummed we didn't see her this episode. To be honest, I was. Well, remember she's... it's because she's from three years ago, oh, right? That's true. And that's yep. that's why it's confusing. That's why it's like, oh, who's this other girl, Joy? It's like, oh, that's right. It's because it's now it's... we're back to present. Well, they're present, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, awesome. Uh, well, that's gonna do it for us today, guys. Please like and subscribe. Uh, more chat or more, more. Wow, I can't even talk. To you. <laughs> um, please join us in the we chat. Know what you mean. Yes, comment in the chat. That's what I want to say. And uh, let us know your thoughts. As you can see, we love to hear about it. We will talk mm -hmm. about it. We'll mention yes. it. And, um, you know, it just adds, adds fuel to this, this amazing fire that we got going with this show. So uh, please do all that. Where can they find you, Alyssa? Yes, just at Alyssa Dicker on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. And I am at SeanStar75 on the gram and Gorilla Suit Sean on Twitter and also on the Council of Dads after show on Friday nights at 7. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again so much for joining us. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.